can see it already. It's it's it's, it's rampant. It's it's like a a new collectivism that is on on the rise, and and you have, as I say, the the hypnotism, as it were, through everything from the television to to the ads to all the things that you're you know hit hit by in your day-to-day -day life, um, and and uh, I mean people have to <laughs> have to stop that they have to <laughs> have to turn off the, the goddamn television and start thinking for themselves i mean yet it's it's been you know it's been said many times but but it's it's still not you know getting through i guess to a lot of people because television is a horrible weapon i think and it's a, uh you know i i can't stand it as soon as i i, I you know watch regular tv as it were um I'm 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 amazed every time I turn it on, on the level of of these things, and I can I can even think of an example right now. But every time it's on, it's it's amazing. And and um, as 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 I said, I think I think the television is is one of the main weapons that they have been using and and still are using. Uh, yes, and even it's right down to the flicker rate, which you don't see with a conscious eye, but your subconscious picks it up. Yeah. And in you from the very beginning that that flicker rate coincides with the patterns of the brain waves and and some folk will actually have epileptic fits when they That's go near right. television That's right. Uh, others are simply induced into a, a hypnotic trance and you will see with children as they sit in front of their cartoons that their jaw will open their mouth will open and mm. they're, they're gone <laughs> they're not here anymore That's right. they're they're hypnotized That's right. Yeah, exactly you, you, I think you're going I think you go into the, the close to the the dream state, the theta stage. I think of of the in the brainwave patterns that you uh, that you get actually when you watch the TV because of the frequency, as you say. Oh yes, and they've known this from from the first television they gave us. Mm. So it was designed that way. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. That's right. So. W uh, by the way, I do want to ask you what what about that that uh, one child policy or whatever we should call it that they have in China? Do you know when when that was implemented? Was that long ago? They've had that for a long time. They have a okay. long time, years. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, many Chinese have, have been trying to escape to the West. Some get through, mm -hmm. and it's because the, the wife is pregnant, and they manage to get out. Yeah. But uh, they've had that for years, and of course, even the BBC did a documentary which went a step further because they they had got rumors that mm. fetuses were being sold as a health food oh, for anti-aging. Really? And the BBC went to China, and they did go to the back of these abortion clinics, which are all over the place. Mm. And they, they were able to buy right from the back door the aborted fetus, which uh, there are all these health claims that will keep you young, longevity, all mm. this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a horror oh show when you stop and think about. Oh my! Yeah, talk about horror show. My God, that's like. Uh, and, w and what do we have here? We have the advanced, more more advanced, civilized version. We have the stem cell research, and I guess that that still comes from uh, also from fetuses. Isn't that right? Well, this is one of the, the, the deepest philosophical questions. Now, most people cannot handle philosophical questions except people in academia. They're allowed to go into any topic which the, the public are forbidden to. Mm. The reason being that for many topics, people 
who are conditioned and, have been, and even their ideas are conditioned into them become very emotional and often angry mm. when certain topics are, are brought up because they take it personally they cannot see beyond that's right now everything in the world every decision ha- works on the Hegelian principle because for every action to solve a problem you create another problem mm-hmm. yeah you have a, 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 every reaction to, to every action and what you found again 200 300 years ago the think tanks that worked at that, those days and uh, the, the the very intellectual type peoples who worked for the foundations when they were set up mm. talked about having to destroy all that was to bring in something that was new mm. to the master builders as they call themselves yeah, yeah. they're talking about the whole of society and and picking a, a mate for yourself and breeding your offspring by yourself the elite were terribly worried that eventually the common people would get so numerous that the elite with the special genes and, and the noble breeding would get wiped out. Mm-hmm. And they wrote a lot about this. Mm. So they said, how do we get the public to bring back and kill their own children? Mm-hmm. And that's quite a query until you go back to Plato. Mm-hmm. And Plato talks about the, the days in Greece where women had taken their children uh, small islands, remember, that couldn't handle big populations. Mm-hmm. And they would take them up to the mountains and leave them to the gods of nature. Mm. And, and, and then they could satisfy their consciences after the first generation did that. It became the normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. And what he said was, culture is given to the people in all ages. They don't, it doesn't come from the grassroots. It comes from the top down. Mm. Because anything that came from the grassroots would have rippling effects and unforeseen effects and could destroy the control of the controlling dominant elite. Hmm. But he said anything which has been made to happen in the past, in culture, if you know the formula to introduce it, can be made to happen again at any time in the future. Hmm. And so they, they hit upon the idea in the late 1700s going into the 1800s to start certain authors to, to write books about um, promiscuity, to promote promiscuity. They called it free love in the 1800s. <laughs> really? A term they, they, they revived in, in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And H.G. Wells was paid at first to write novels around free love. The idea being that the free love, as they were calling it, outside of marriage at that time would create so many unwanted offspring mm-hmm. that they would have to bring in public debates to bring in abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by, by the creation of promiscuity, they created the, the problems of, of unwanted children, and then they offered the solution, which they already had sitting ready in the wings anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how they, they implemented this whole procedure. Now, they tried to bring it out in full force in the 1920s. They called the Roaring Twenties. They brought in prohibitions, so youngsters like things which are naughty and bad. Mm. So they had these booze cans, illegal booze cans in pubs and clubs mm. where they'd have dancing. They brought in the miniskirt, <laughs> Charleston dance, <laughs> in the 1920s. Mm. And they brought in cocaine as well. Yeah. Cocaine, booze, and miniskirt dancing, <laughs> and free sex. Yeah. But at that time, uh, they didn't have the abortion clinics. Mm. They had 
a fallout of too many unwanted children, mm. and they started up the big charitable foundations like Boys Towns and so on mm, yeah. to take care of it. They also had lots of problems with venereal disease. <laughs> so they, went, they, they stopped that. They went back to the drawing board. The big foundations funded every university in the West to work on how to stop uh, women conceiving children. <laughs> so they worked hard and feverishly to create the, the pill contraception mm, pill yeah, yeah. and they worked hard and feverishly to find ways of killing off the major diseases like gonorrhea and syphilis mm, and so on mm, yeah. so once they had that they brought in the 60s and they brought in the same techniques the booze the drugs even better drugs mm. and more efficient drugs free love free sex no marriage and and uh, and the cures for, for certain diseases that they would have mm. as they picked things up, as they were promiscuous. And they gave them the, the contraception pill as well. But they still had a lot of unwanted offspring. Mm. So, but but that's, by this time, society was to be changed so much that the public would start to accept abortion more easily. Because mm, yeah. so all you have to do is have one generation of a parent, mother or father, to go through that era doing all those things himself. And when his his child goes through the second generation and becomes very promiscuous, they'll think it's normal. <laughs> they yeah. look, the parent themselves will accept it. That's so right. that's how they destroyed the old to bring in the new. So now they must convince us to voluntarily allow ourselves to be killed off or sterilized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this is an ongoing program. Exactly. And it's we're just living day to day and we were taught to believe that politicians are the, the movers and shakers. Mm -hmm. But there's a parallel government, a higher government, that runs all of this. Yeah. And uh, guys like Professor Carl Quigley have talked about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, so this is something that co comes and go and wags and wanes almost in, in the way that you talked about how, how they, again, I guess it's a dialectic that you have a, a, a period of, as you say, more, um, you know, more free love, as it were, and, and pr uh, promiscuity and all, and all this, and then it dies down a little bit for a while, and then it comes back. It's a, it's a, it's a dialectic, I guess. It's a dialectic, and then they give you the TV as well, that great one-eyed Lucifer, <laughs> and um, and all you see on it is, is, is all humor and, and so on about jokes, it's all sex, sex, sex. Mm. It's the actors and actresses are look, look perfect because they all have the same chin and, and cheek mm. uh, implants and so on. And, sure. and so they're giving you an idea of perfection to make you dissatisfied with any human mate you could possibly find, mm. <laughs> male and female. Yeah. That's how they do it. Sheesh. And so you've got a, a bunch of dissatisfied people always chasing fantasies. <laughs> and because they're after something which is unrealistic, it's a fantasy, They'll never be happy with the real, the real thing. Yeah, exactly, and then that will, in in the end, that the a consequence of that might be that uh, you know families break up, people can't stick together, they, they don't like each other in that sense because, as you say, they they strive for an image that actually isn't there. It's a it's it's a fantasy. It's an is an image only. <laughs> and and the, it's overdosed with fan. That's all television is. Mm -hmm. It's it, even all their their marketing to make you buy is to make you unhappy with that which you have. Mm. If you were happy with all that you had, you wouldn't buy any more. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And business would stop going. It's, a, it's all the, the stuff... The job of marketing is, to, <laughs> is nothing but dissatisfaction creation. 
It's it's all about bringing you the stuff that you didn't even think that you wanted, you know. <laughs> oh my yes. God, yeah. So, uh, but so, I mean, so the sciences, you see, rulers, and these are all sciences, well understood. And and big people, big movers and shakers that worked for Tavistock, uh, who worked for the Royal Institute for International Affairs, uh, Lord Bertrand Russell, Wells, all these people, and the Club of Rome, know this, and so they market opinions into our minds for us mm, yeah and right. we'll repeat those opinions thinking that they are their own of course they they parrot the, those i mean uh, again if, if they're hammered uh you know with consistency and uh, you know repetition uh, and often enough uh, people will cling on to them like they're like those were their own opinions about about this stuff so. and because in today's society we are all, we're always off balance. We're never given relaxation. Mm. Because people turn on the news every day, they get the newspaper, impending crash. Yeah, oh, the yeah. economy's falling apart. <laughs> oh, possibility of, of housing market failure. Yeah. Um, possibility China's going to kill us. Possibility, it's all these terror, horror, horror scenarios mm. to make you always feel insecure. Yeah, that's right. You're not allowed to have any peace at all. Because right. if you get peace, you get peace to think. When you start thinking, you, you form opinions. When you form opinions, you start to see the world as it is, and then you start to complain, <laughs> and they don't want that. So they exactly. keep you busy worrying about things so that you leave all the higher problems in life to your betters, these these elite people above you that are so superior. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I mean, so these, are, these are all scientific techniques which they're using. That's right. Um, keep you confused, uh, you know, not centered at all. And, and as you say, I think a lot of people have actually this attitude now when, when they actually, they even leave a, a topic for the sake that they, they recognize that, oh, you know, I haven't thought about that, so I'm not uh, um, you, you know, which, which you call, uh, you know, you're, I'm not uh, good enough, or, or I haven't, I haven't gone to school to study these kinds of subject or whatever. So I leave the, I leave this to the experts. Always some experts that are coming on and telling us what to think about a subject. Uh, even the news reports are, uh, or the news, uh, you know, the news hour or whatever are are laid up in many cases in this way. You actually see. Uh, uh, a reporter going into a story at first, and then they bring on an expert that actually tells you what to think about, you know, what we, what we, you just have seen, basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and Lord Bertrand Russell said that in his own book, The Impact of Science on Society. He said, shortly the time will come where the public will be unable to make any decisions by themselves. Mm. We'll train them that they can't do anything without the advice of an expert. We'll train them, and we've all been trained. That's all television is, is a training, Pavlovian training technique and a tool. Yeah. And it works very, very, very well. <laughs> you know, there's a... In Thailand, someone in Thailand sent me uh, some cartoon figures that were being used in the schools there to teach the children English. Mm-hmm. And these, these uh, cartoon the figures are and the class walk in as children, and then they all turn into robots. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so the teacher then announces to them and calls them robots. Oh, really? And oh. they answer robotically. <laughs> and it's getting them used to the idea, because this is the generation who will get the chip in the brain and the cyborg treatment, etc. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. training them from an early age that they're going to be part human, part machine, 
part cyborg. Mm, yeah. And, and they'll think it's all a natural progression. Of course, and it's as you say, it's 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 cool. That's that's the way it's going to be marketed. I mean, people people are not going to. Uh, you know, be a little cautious when this is implemented. People are actually going to ask for it because they they want it. They want to have this, you know, implemented. They want the technology and all of this. And <laughs> yes, so I mean, yeah. and they do believe like they're superheroes in the cartoons. They'll have all these amazing powers, and mm-hmm. that's how they're going to sell it to them. Sure, sure. What they're not telling them is once you all have it, they'll press the main button, and the, you will no longer be you. <laughs> that's right. You won't oh even. God. You won't even have the ability to remember that you were someone else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. You know, speaking about, we talked a little bit about the the, the control of of the population, or the you know the the amount of the population or the number. Um, and this is of course you know again this is a very as you say philosophically in that sense is a very difficult top, uh, subject or, or topic, but. Uh, I mean, is there actually need some kind of need for this? I mean, w- what would happen if if everything was was to go uh, rampant? I I'm not myself in the position to think that that the Earth is overpopulated. There uh, there is a lot of people that actually are, but I mean, at some point, uh, would we have to? Be, I mean, is is there reason for some kind of control here? As you said, you refer to as the as the uh, going back to Plato, the stories on the on the islands there, that they actually had uh, they had the idea that okay, these are small islands, we can't have too many people on them uh, because of food supply or whatever, and we can't simply sustain that amount of people uh, because in a way, humanity in that sense has moved away from from many of the natural diseases that we had beforehand that actually killed a lot of, uh, you know, children when they were young, even if that's natural or not, I don't know. But um, I guess I'm saying that that there potentially is a problem here. And the question is, if there ever were to be, in some way, an overpopulation, I mean, that's an incredibly difficult question. Who would handle that? How would we go about it? Who who has to take the responsibility? Isn't it? I mean, it's a very difficult question, right? It, it used to be a difficult question because we used to be pretty virile at one time. If you take the United Nations studies, the average Western male compared to the of today, compared to the male of 1950, is three quarters sterile. Mm-hmm. He is only 70. He's down. 75% of his sperm count. Hmm. That's because it's been induced through inoculations. They were already sterilizing us uh, before we were born, yeah. <laughs> most of us. Yeah. And uh, hmm. and that's why we have uh, fatigue problems and, and so much. We're, we're nothing like the person that lived 100 years ago, mm. a tremendous stamina. Mm. Um, we've been under attack all that time, so we don't even have to consider that problem at the moment. Mm. However, what people used to do in times gone by was um, when any area became uh, too too heavily populated, they'd move. Yeah, the exactly. only reason the ancient Greece encouraged this, this technique of abortion mm. was because the, the, the elite of Greece wanted to keep control over that particular people. They there didn't want them uh, taking an alternative like, let's all start moving over to the mainland mm, there. That's where right. there's lots of room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that was the reason for it. So it really was introduced to keep the people there. <laughs> mm. 
uh, under this dominant minority mm. in, in ancient times. But yeah, these questions to do with, uh, and this is the big thing too, which is the big clue. The big heroes they gave us, like Dr. Salk, that gave us the polio vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, admitted, and I've got it on videotape here, uh, taken from an old 8mm uh, documentary, he admitted that there was over 100 cancer-causing uh, viruses, simian monkey viruses, mm-hmm. in every polio shot, and they knew it before they gave it to the public. Mm-hmm. Viruses like the simian 40 virus especially, mm-hmm. which only function seems to be is to cause cancer. So they were already putting cancers into the people and other debilitating agencies which would kill us off and debilitate us mm-hmm. down the road, like time-released medication, you might say, that would kick in later. The idea being that um, you'd either die off, they didn't want a population of old, non-productive people, mm-hmm. uh, so they'd want you to die off before your pensionable age, and, and the other ones would become down sick with debilitating diseases, so they'd become um, uneligible as marriage partners and wouldn't breed. That was part of, of discussed doctrine mm. in the eugenic society that Dr. Salk himself was the head of at the time. <laughs> really? So he was a top eugenicist that believed and used to publish lots of papers for the Eugenic Society on the necessity of vast population reduction, and, and then he becomes the sudden hero, giving you what he claimed was a polio vaccine. <laughs> and then we, we follow the, the studies down since then, mm. and we find that our, our virility rate dropped like a stone from the first polio shot. Really? What a coincidence. Oh, my. And uh-huh. and again, the, this is coming up again, uh, again and again, uh, the pharma- pharmaceutical company, I think it was Bayer or Bayer, uh, they sold a, a cancer vaccine that was com- contaminated with HIV, and this was, uh, you know, fr- from from America. This was developed, and I think it was sold uh, on markets in in France and Spain and even Germany. I think. So this is. That's right, and and the Bayer um, uh, pharmaceutical company, amongst many of them. But the buyer is the Rothschild one. They still have that company. Yeah, buyer is yeah. their, their, their real name. Exactly. But yeah, buyer. Going back to Bauer, I guess. Yeah, they, but they started that one off first in Switzerland, and uh, they still own that company, mm-hmm. and they call it Bayer. So you can pronounce it any way you want, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they also were the first ones to patent uh, aspirin. It's called the train, trade name of ASA aspirin. Ah, yeah, that's right. Oh. That's right. Yeah, so so again, the, this is kind of going on, um, and we get the occasional reports when this actually comes through all the way into mainstream media. This is on MSNBC, I think. Uh, I don't know if it's it was called Mike Papantonio or something like that, the guy who who a lawyer, uh, I think that that dived into this problem. But again, the question is, okay, so how many of these? Things are actually going on undiscovered, uh, below the radar, so to speak, and this could be yeah. happening all the time, all over the place, and we have no idea. I think the recent uh, incarnation of a similar problem like this was with the uh, Gardasil, um, a, a vaccine for young girls, uh, for the, uh, let's see here, oh, I can't remember, uh, it was for uh, cervical cancer, I think, a form of cervical cancer. It was for, for a particular type of, of uh, venereal wart. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. 
I think many of the side effects to this was one of them was actually that they could become sterile from it, of course, and yeah. and, uh, and there was a number of other um, uh, you know side effects to to this to this vaccine. But again, this cho- this just shows you, you know, people are are returning ag- again and again to to these drug companies, to these big pharmaceutical companies, for solutions to 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 problem that that is very minute to begin with, but they pose it as a big threat or a danger or whatever. And and uh, the cost of it is that is that beyond paying a lot of you know dollars and and euros or whatever for it uh, you could end up with a more severe disease or you get sterile or anything like that you know this is a hard thing to to get through because the more you study the history of vaccinations especially the published findings from britain and the lancet and and the british medical journal Mm. the mandatory inoculations they began around the 1800s with smallpox and different ones the only people who came down with smallpox and died off were the ones who got the inoculations. <laughs> really? Uh, it's staggering. And then you read the, the writings of the elite on this very topic of how do we hand, how do we keep the population under a manageable level? Mm. Because their, their dilemma was, uh, if some of these scientists actually give them true, real inoculations, then not so many will die off by certain diseases. Mm. So that was a big dilemma. And, and they solved the dilemma by funding the biggest companies to, to, to create these inoculations and vaccines mm. and to make sure that the public will take it on faith that those vaccines save what they are, but, but in fact they're not. <laughs> this is biological warfare. That's right. They've trained the public that, that they are our benefactors, yet even the doctor or a nurse that, that injects you with a vaccine they, they believe it. They believe their training too. Mm. They have no ability to analyze that vaccine personally mm. to determine what's really in it. It's a faith-based thing. That, that's right. And and, and this, speaking of this, uh, I punched up the article that I had up on Red Eyes about this Gardasil vaccine. Uh, it's it's from Merck's, the the drug company, and mm. they had this, and it's it also it's a genetically engineered vaccine. Uh, and it also contains aluminum, among many other weird stuff that they actually have in there. But, but <laughs> you know, one very interesting thing was the when you look at the the advert for, for this uh, vaccine that they did run in the USA, uh, they say uh, they have a, sl- a s- kind of a slogan uh, to the, on the advert or the commercial for this, and it's one less, they call it. And the, it, it states that each year in the U.S., thousands of women learn that they have cervical cancer. Uh, I could be one less, one less statistic, one less. That's what they say throughout the commercial. Well, they commercial. will be one less because they won't be on the books of statistics. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. It's They'll be gone. Uh-huh. Sheesh. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, again, it's right right there, right in front of your, your face, you know. Each year in the U.S., thousands of women learn they have cervical cancer. I could be one less. One less statistic. One less. Because now there's Gardasil, the only vaccine that may help protect you from the four types of human papillomavirus that may cause 70% of cervical cancer. I want to be one less woman who will battle cervical cancer. One less. Like all vaccines, Gardasil may not fully protect everyone. The side effects include pain, swelling, itching and redness at the injection site, fever, nausea, or dizziness. Gardasil is not for women who are pregnant. Gardasil does not prevent all types of cervical cancer, so it is important to continue with routine cervical cancer screening. Gardasil will not treat cervical cancer. Ask your doctor about getting vaccinated with the only cervical cancer vaccine. 
Gardasil. 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 With Gardasil, you could be one less. The dialect the world we're living in, you mm-hmm. see, we are managed. What they're co- the term they call this management is not government, it's governance. Mm. Governance, which is different from government. Mm. And what it means is it's a super government of elites using think tanks and non-governmental agencies which which are not grassroots. They are fully equipped and paid full salaries, these mm. characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to bring us in under the new Soviet style of a managed society. Mm, yeah. But we're living in illusion. Even the two founders of the Club of Rome mm. uh, talked about the same dilemma of, of uh, how do we help the people and kill them off at the same time. If we eradicate disease for them, there'll be simply too many people. Mm. And they were the first club or, or, or society to use the term sustainable development. Mm, really? <laughs> Yeah, and, the, and that the, seems the to be... The guys that came up with the weather, mm-hmm. using the weather as a weapon against the public and then blaming the public, yeah, and yeah. then admitting it. So we, <laughs> oh this God. is how far into this matrix we are. We are, yeah, that's right. Uh, a completely managed uh, illusion. Yeah, and we, and we got this idea even that we can't you know survive naturally it's like humans don't have any an immune system anymore even the uh-huh. the regular you know quote unquote regular vaccinations that were injected with small uh, you know doses of 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 certain you know uh, diseases and viruses uh, you know when we're young in order to for the immune system to get used to it and and combat it i mean again it's the idea that that we don't have have any natural means of this and you know we can't survive without a, a shot or or a pill or or whatever it might be you know we always have have to need something artificial you know that's right e- even though we have no ability to analyze what we're told is there to to help us Yeah, and then you strange. find all of these new diseases that come along, the adolescent diseases. We have all the statistics necessary to show that attention deficit disorder and all mm-hmm. the different categories mm. of, of disorders, right down to autism, are all just degrees of autism mm. that immediately follow the MNR shot, the, the mumps rubella mm-hmm. uh, and measles mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> shot. Yeah. As soon as they get that shot, um, you, you'll find... That the, the doctor will even tell every mother, uh, take the child home. There'll be a little fever for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then it'll be okay. Yeah. Jeez. Well, when you really find it where that fever is centered, it's in the brain of the baby. Mm-hmm. And high temperature means there's, there's inflammation there. Inflammation kills off brain cells. Yeah, that's right. And they're taught that this is normal. So, and yet, you go back into earlier books, and ones by Arthur Kostler and other people who wanted to annihilate parts of the human brain to bring in world peace, to destroy <laughs> really? the part of the brain um, that gives you individuality, uh-huh, yeah. you're, you're actually living through the era while they're, when they're doing it. Sheesh. And again, this, again this, this goes back to the idea that, that you know, we stated, uh, that we talked about earlier, the... Uh, future future sciences and all of this that they that they have this idea that okay in order to to keep peace and to keep order and to develop a, a civilization according to to our rules or how we want it we need to get rid of the individual because because that is what we see as the as the as the troubling issue that is what potentially could develop into a threat to this system that we are having here yes 
So they want to get rid of that. Sheesh. And and what's you, also what you said about the vaccines is, of course, you know, right. They have the, the mercury levels in, in them. Um, it's not, you know, the, the, it's an issue that goes back and forth all the time, I guess. But they sometimes they say that they're going to take it out and then they increase it and all this back and forth. And there are even weird stuff in some of these vaccines, uh, you know, from everything from aluminum to... Uh, i think it was aspartame even in some in some uh, vaccines yep. very weird stuff you know yes i know and the, the, the weirdest stuff all of all is the fact that it is bio warfare mm. this stuff was developed in, in warfare laboratories <laughs> they can actually induce um it's like what they did the united nations admitted when it came out and it broke out here on the cbc news of ten years ago mm. they admitted they'd given out what they claimed I told the people in Africa and India millions of free tetanus shots to mm-hmm. women only mm-hmm. who were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Every woman aborted that was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they became sterile because what it was, it was, a, it was, in, it was created in laboratories, uh, warfare laboratories, particular agents and infectious diseases uh, that would... It would ride on the estrogen straight to the ovaries mm-hmm. and and literally cause tremendous inflammation mm-hmm. and and then literally destroy the ovaries and so they sterilized millions of people under a lie of this was a, a tetanus shot it had nothing to do with tetanus mm. and they have admitted to that mm. yeah why would you ever trust them again mm-hmm. that's right that's right <laughs> Oh, and that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with people. And this is, this is why I say we're, we're at such a critical phase in history. Mm. Now, these guys have planned for centuries and centuries for today mm. and what's to come. They've already implemented the killing policies on the people, mm. knowing now if any of this gets widely known amongst the public, they'll have hell to pay. <laughs> There's nowhere in this world they can run. Mm. Therefore, it's, it's like the, I always say it's, it's like the executioner. It, it's one thing for the executioner to have the axe pulled mm. backwards, mm-hmm. but once that axe is forwards, it's halfway down to its target, you cannot stop it. Mm, that's right. The elite have gone too far to ever, ever lie their way out of this. Mm, that's right. And so they, they must be completely ruthless now. So there is a point, or, a, or a, as you say, a, a timeline here, If in, if enough of this is exposed, and if enough of people actually do wake up, do realize what's going on, stop being so naive, and and and, and realize this, there could be um, tremendous. I guess, I mean, think about it. If people were actually to to wake up and and realize this and get it and see all the documentation, all this, there there would be this riot on the streets that you talk about. You know that we began the show with with this document. This would be the the flash mobs, and this would be the the incredible. That's exactly right, yeah. and that's why they've been preparing for this for years. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. So, I mean, oh, sheesh, what, so what's what's the tactic here? I mean, people are, are people going to be smart about this thing, or are people going to? I mean, anger is a in that sense is very dangerous. If people are, are just going to get so mad, you know, in some sense, organize a little bit and trying to go out and you know overthrow, you know, governments or, or trash institutions or torch buildings or who knows how far this can go. But but this actually in the end could lead to 
uh, I mean, they have the weaponry, they have the military, as it were, on their side. This could actually, in the end, only lead to more and more people actually are being, you know, terminated or exterminated, you know. That's that's yes. not very smart, that's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, and, and yet people who will who have been affected personally by all of these diseases and so on, mm. and have had children crippled with it, uh, will react once they they are going to be there's going to be trouble there's no doubt about it it'll be sporadic and un- unorganized mm. chaos yeah but um, it, it, you cannot re- simply live along when you know there are mass murderers in suits and ties mm. running your lives uh, in invisible institutions yeah you, you cannot simply continue as though it had never happened once you yeah. know That's right. you cannot close Pandora's box. That's right, and uh, oof, yeah, that's it's difficult. In some sense, I feel like you know, whatever whatever will be will be. I'm 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 aware of, aware of it, but I'm not um, I'm not the person that kind of goes on violent you know rampages with the you know mobs across the streets. Even though, as you say, I think that this actually will will occur at some point if they're not capable of totally dociling people, and and we have these few. That actually, you know, spotted a few of these things, but but they were just an, a, a fraction, a small anomaly, and then things were back to back to uh, basics again, back to normal, as it were. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, what you have to do too is go back into the writing, the writings of the tops, the, the economists, the big economists in history, like John Stuart Mill, and his son, also called John Stuart Mill, that took over, who worked for the British big corporations and the British government and gave international lectures to other countries, other mm. nations, mm. to their own elite, he put a category of peoples who would be necessary to keep at least some stock of these peoples and which ones should be eliminated mm. because they would not fit into a new system of economics. Mm-hmm. And he did this before Hitler did his one. Mm-hmm. So Hitler did nothing new. He simply copied what the elites had done before. Sure, sure. And they had a whole list of different peoples who would never adapt into a new system and that must be destroyed by their own laws. They'll mm. tell you this mm-hmm. uh, because it's a Darwinistic law that they go by, even though it's high, high, very high Freemasonic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that, you, that any creature or human who is not fit to come into the new age must be destroyed because their presence would bring down... Uh, the more evolved types, uh, if they are, are allowed to come through, mm, yeah. they really believe this. That so hence the killing, and you'll find it has its roots in Hinduism, mm-hmm, because mm. high Freemasonry takes a lot of its belief from old Hinduism, mm. uh, and that's a, a re, as an as a belief that they have that between the ages, as they call it. Now in Hinduism, an age is millions of years long, not just two and a half thousand, and they say that there have been many ages, possibly seven, five recorded, and two possibly even further back. Mm. So they say that, that the, only the elite, that the fittest to survive, came through. Mm. And today they couch it in terms like the oceans, or call it the oceans uh, of theosophy. Theosophy is just a, a form of branch of it for the mm. West. Mm-hmm. And that as we go through this rippling effect of the ocean, only those who are fittest to go along the ripples to the other side must come through. The mm. rest must be destroyed. Mm. Mm. Now, the same terminology has been used in scientific books for over 
200 years now. And John Stuart Mill, uh, being an economist, and who also pulled in the bankers with them, who are the only other ones who deal with far-reaching goals with economics and populations, mm-hmm. it all ties in together in banking. Hmm. Uh, they realized that to bring down their ideal population, they would have to do nefarious uh, stealth uh, techniques to bring the population down with the public being completely unaware that they were being killed off. That's right. Sheesh. And uh, I'm thinking about uh, even uh, going back to, you know, religious characters such as, you know, Moses uh, killing people from his own camp because they were unwilling to... Uh, you know, entry into the new era or the the new time of of you know the new god or whatever. I mean, again, this is like a historical references, and uh, even um, you know, if or if, or if not, these guys are are uh, accustomed to that. But I can I can I, I guess that they look at history and see it like they're they're okay. We are the new spearheads of these uh, of, of the new era, and we will have to take measures. Uh, you know, the same way as our ancestors did or, you know, whatever, in that sense. So I think that they they see themselves as pioneers that going into this new world is is their job and they're going to lead us all into it. And and those that are unfit or unwilling to enter into it, those will have to be eradicated, you know. Yes, and what they've done too, another big problem they had, was how would you convince the public to kill themselves? (laughs) Yeah. You see, so they did have talks, as I say, before the 1920s and after the 1920s of how to dehumanize people. See, before that, laws were very strict coming out of an old religious law Mm. uh, that life was sacred. Yeah. So they had to give up that idea and then be taught that you're just another animal. Mm. So they were into action with secular humanism being pumped through the schools and preached through the schools. In came, as I say, the 1960s. In came the abortion clinics. Now, as I say, it's an emotive topic for people, but I'm above all that. I'm looking at the whole big picture Mm, and the agenda. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because once you accept that any age of life uh, is irrelevant and can be killed Mm. by policy's sake for the people, Mm. whether you start at the very young or the very old or whatever part of the spectrum you you, you want to target... Mm. The fact is, you're, you're, and once you accept it, you see, these, here's the big thing. Mm. Once you accept that people be, can be killed off or babies can be killed off uh, because there's too many of them or you cannot afford it, so again, it's economics, mm. or they're simply unwanted or inconvenient. And, and once we accept that, which society has, you see, mm. here's the Hegelian part of it because it's a consequence to it. Then when the elite start telling us in their own books there's too many of us uh, we're inconvenient they can't afford to keep us through sustainable development mm. we don't have anything left to stand on hmm. because we've already accepted that we can kill the young off mm. that's why the pantheon building is a very important symbol all those pillars worked together to keep up that massive structural mm. roof mm. Yeah. when you pull one pillar out you weaken them all mm. and it's easier to knock down the second one <laughs> and that's why whenever you say that well life isn't so sacred after all mm. let's start chopping this bunch here and killing them mm. you've just given away your moral ground for an argument yeah. against the elite doing the same to the rest of us mm. 
Yeah, I mean, again, science has proven that, uh, you know, life is an accident, there's no purpose to anything, and we're just monkeys, so it's uh, all good, right, you know? <laughs> and, and people now, most people have become conditioned through repetition and media and movies and documentaries that we're just an animal. Mm, yeah. And, and so big deal, and um, they become non-involved mm. in their own future. That's the interesting part of it. Mm-hmm. They're conditioned to say, oh, well, I guess that's true, and they don't become involved. They drop out, in fact, of making decisions. Mm -hmm. Incredible. How how about the sacrificial aspect to all of this? I mean, is there Mm -hmm. an even darker agenda here that all these, even if it's abortions or killing of, of populations, either through war or... Uh, diseases or, or you know, vaccines or yeah. you know, is this a, is there is there a sacrifice going on here? Human sacrifice? There is sacrifice, absolutely. Uh, sacrifice has many forms. Certainly, in, in ancient days, they would say it was to this god or that god for favors. It was mm. always for a favor. Yeah, you didn't sacrifice something for no reason. It was always to gain something from the deity. Mm. And today it's the same thing. Uh, you have blood sacrifices still going on. Uh, and again, there's so many debatable points because it's never discussed within society. It's left to the experts at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you look at mm-hmm. the United Nations building, that land to build that building on was donated by the Rockefeller family. Mm-hmm. That land was the biggest kosher slaughterhouse in in the Americas, That's in New right. York. That's right, yeah. It was saturated through ritual killing of blood of cows. Mm-hmm. And nothing happens in these characterist systems by chance. They're so, in fact, they're very precise about these things, mm-hmm. dates, times, and places. Yeah. So they build the Rockefeller, uh, they build the United Nations, which is the French for one. Mm-hmm. UN mm-hmm. is one. Uno, yeah. <laughs> Everything becomes one in French. Mm-hmm. And um, they build a big tower there, the Black Tower, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a perfection of the new type of Masonic Ashlar. Mm-hmm. It's black because it's the law. Mm-hmm. The law is always black. You see, the executioner mm-hmm. is black as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the black robes, and of course. Yeah. If you follow even the old, their old plan is revelations. It's not a holy plan. Mm. It was not a prophet that had uh, a little insight when he was chomping on LSD or soma. <laughs> it, it was a plan. It's mm. a revealing. That's why it's called re- revelations. Mm, yeah, that's right. Not a prophecy. It's a revealing. Mm. And they talk about a time, of course, where no one can buy or sell without the mark mm. of the beast. And and how right would be wrong, uh, wrong would be turned around to being right, everything would be upside down. Mm. <laughs> parents couldn't get on, on together, man against woman, woman against man, children against parents. Yeah. All of that stuff was written in because it had been done before. These techniques of training could be implemented once again, like Plato said. Mm. Anything that had been done before can be reintroduced. And then you have a, a sacrificing of the young. Now, most abortions happen to be the firstborn. Mm. The women who have abortions, generally, if it's one, it's the, well, it's the, first, it's the first child, mm. the firstborn. Yeah, that's right. 
it. So once again, it falls right in with sacrifice of the firstborn. <laughs> and how is it destroyed? Well, they take the parts out they want to sell, so it's a business. Mm, yeah. It's even worse for dehumanization. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they put the rest in, in, in um, plastic bags and they put it in the incinerator. So it goes up in smoke mm. into the atmosphere. They burn it's a, a burnt offering. A burnt offering, that's right. And this, goes and this is happening all over. I know 10 years ago, I think it was 500,000 abortions per, per year and, and a few of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I, it's probably in the millions today. Meanwhile, they always go on about Adolf Hitler uh, incinerating people mm-hmm. in a couple of smokestacks. Yeah, exactly. Well, 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 now it's happening all over the world every day mm-hmm. in every major town. Yeah. And we've been taught, once again, perceptions are altered or distorted to see it all as quite normal. It's the That's same right. thing. Acclim- uh, but killing is killing. That's right. You're acclimatized to this all the time. It's a, it's a culture of, of death almost. It's like a... Yes, it is. You know, sh- sh- it's incredible. And and I'm thinking back uh, again to all these... You know, we read about the ancient civilizations and how brutal they were because they sacrificed to, as you say, to that god or this god or whatever the reason might, might be. But I, I, I see it as a continuing... Uh, thread running throughout human history that this is something that actually never have have ended it almost has has been mm-hmm. become more and more uh, it, it has been worse become worse all the time and and as you say it, even it masks better uh, today than than it did before so we don't even think about it in the context of of how these ancient civilizations used to do it if you now coach things under science it blinds people to the events that they're actually witnessing. Hmm. Because science is just another priesthood Hmm. that's taken over using new terminologies to do the same things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, And um, it's also interesting that ancient times, Hmm. the human spine was always important in all the old mystery religions, the chakras and so on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the 33 bones of the spine That's are the right. 33 degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go up into the skull and the upper room where the holy man lives, who is completely sentient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, so the spine was important, and you see that the main organs they're harvesting, the main parts they're harvesting from the babies are the spinal column. Really, and they're putting them on sale for five thousand to ten thousand dollars, and shipping them across the planet, supposedly for stem cell research. Mm-hmm. Even though it's admitted that they can take any cell from any adult person, and it's actually better to use one of their cells and and then alter it into a new type of cell by the same techniques mm-hmm. than it is to use the baby. So this baby one doesn't wash at all. Oh, really? That's not the reason they're they're, they're killing them. Oh my God. There's something else involved in this. Mm, yeah. To, to actually have a, a business on the go selling the dead is very macabre. Mm. Yeah, indeed. It, it, it's it's frightening. Mm. Yeah, it is. And, um, and we're not given sufficient answers to it. Meanwhile, we see elites who have the wisdom of the ages, meaning the knowledge of the ages, the real histories of the ages, mm the archives, the same family lineages at the top of all of the structures
structure. And they prosper and do very well through all of this. Mm -hmm. But they have a culture of death That's right. and destruction. And yet we're taught to look upon them as being our benefactors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's terrifying. Yeah. How yeah. perceptions can be altered. Now, using these techniques, they could have made, made hero out, a hero out of Hitler if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or Stalin, who was a mass murderer, too. Mm, yeah, or any other psychopath in history. But because they're psychopaths at the top, you see, and that they understand how we think, they don't feel how we think, but they understand how we think, mm. uh, they are giving us false perceptions on everything. Mm. And, and, and because of that, we're blinded to what's actually happening. That's right. That's right. And, what uh, they're doing is proving their godhood to themselves, because a god, you see, if you see what a god is, mm. a god is all-powerful, a god is worshipped by the, by the people. The people in this society have been taught to worship those who are ultra-successful. <laughs> That's right, you know, yeah. to the top. Exactly. Mammon, we worship mammon. Mm. We bow down to mammon. <laughs> and... And so the people worship the beast. That's what it meant. The people worship the beast. Yeah, yeah. The system itself is the beast because it's a psychopathic, inhumane, evil, corrupt system. That's right, that's right. And I, where, where, where if you're poor, you just starve to death or, or you can't afford an operation and you die. Mm. And, and we call ourselves advanced. So once again, back in Revelations, they tell you they would call evil good and good evil. <laughs> exactly. And we, we're at that stage now. That's right. Everything is upside down, and and even uh, um, to me at least, the the, the mark of the, of the beast um, that you won't be able to buy and sell without it. I think that's money itself. Uh, pretty obvious to me at least. <laughs> I don't think the mark it's a itself is, is www. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is six 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 in Hebrew. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But the beast itself is is the, the demiurgos, uh, which is talked by the ancients. Mm. And, and camouflaged, very cleverly camouflaged in this book, Revelations. Revelations was not written by Christians. Hmm. Revelations was written by the priests of the high occult societies of the day. Hmm. That's why it's written and couched in, in magical terminology. Mm -hmm. That's why they argue about the meanings, because it's deliberately obfuscated. It's meant to, to, to muddy it and... and so you can't see it clearly mm -hmm. unless you understand. Mm -hmm. And um, they tell you who, who the beast is in Revelations. Mm -hmm. Because they, they said that all the cherubim and all the different ones will go round and round the God. Now everyone thinks it's the old Yahweh, you see. Mm -hmm. And they're all going round all day, 24 hours a day, praising the God. And it tells you right there, and his name is... Holy, 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 hmm. holy, 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 and Kabbalah works out six, six, six. Really? So, the one that you're praying to is the beast. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ah, isn't that nice? It goes back and around and back and forth, and then we end up with the with the upside down world as we talked about here. Uh, what you worship is actually the one that you know want to see your destruction <laughs> no. yes, oh my god hey listen Alan I think 
this, that that is a, a good place to to round things off uh, for for this time. This has been an, an excellent uh, two-hour conversation here. Um, but as as usual, before we round things off, in case we have new uh, listeners with us, I always want to leave the last few minutes to you to tell us about your your website and uh, of course anything that you have up there. Uh, you have Reality Check Part Two up there, Wisdom, Esoteric, and Time, among other things. Uh, that's a two-hour DVD, but you have some other stuff also. But uh, tell us about your website. Yeah, they should look into uh, to cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And also the European site, which is alanwattsentinel.eu, where they can get uh, transcripts printed out for them free of, uh, of most of my talks. They can download them for free in different languages and see what else I have to sell as well. Not much to sell, but I give a lot away for free. Mm-hmm. And print these out and pass them around. And, and don't, don't, you don't care about uh, who understands, who doesn't. It's the act that matters. If you get one in a hundred that starts asking questions, you've actually started something happening. That's right. That's that's what it's all about: spreading the word and and keep uh, you know looking up and and uh, trying to figure out what is what is going on and breaking through or cutting through the matrix. Uh, check out Alan's website, of course, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. That's the main main website and. Uh, until next time, Alan, um, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. It's always, always a pleasure and uh, always very informative and, and nice to have you on. So thank you so much, Alan. It's a pleasure for me too.